more money, you got less problems. At least mine, the ones all your basics accounted for. Team Elite, I run with them, guaranteed to be Final Four. Less money, you got more problems. More money, you got less problems. At least. All right, good evening, Albany community, and welcome to back bringing Albany community's knowledge. Uh, tonight, I have uh, an honor. Uh, and privilege of interviewing a childhood friend of mine. Um, and I look forward to tapping, in, uh, tapping into her story tonight. And I want uh, you guys, Albany community, to welcome tonight's uh, guest uh, who's going to be interviewing with us tonight, Miss Candace Curry, U.S. Navy Lieutenant Commander. Did I say that right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm Candace. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, uh, thank you for being on with us tonight, Candice, and congratulations on your accomplishment. Uh, you know, I, I did get a chance to, to tune into your, uh, uh, your most recent accomplishment via Zoom. So uh, con uh, congratulations on moving up in the ranks within the U.S. Navy. That's an, uh, uh, that's an extreme uh, honor and privilege. So thank you for your service. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Well... We go way uh, back to elementary school. Listen, year. listen, we go, we go way back, and it's um, like I, I was, I was uh, talking to her uh, before we started, and it was just like it's really a privilege and an honor to just uh, uh, get to see how the life story turned out for a lot of us. You know, what I mean, it was like for a lot of us, we probably couldn't see this uh, uh, in advance. Be like, well, yeah, it would never be like that. But you know, it's a, it's, it's, it's a great, uh, uh, it's a great. It's just great to see you happy, healthy, and whole. You know what I mean? Whenever I see people post about you, it's always about uh, a radiant uh, energy that you're giving off and just being positive. And, you know, uh, that's really why I wanted to make sure that uh, uh, we got a chance to focus in on you, uh, what you're doing, uh, what Albany's, um, what your upbringing in Albany uh, or how it affected you moving forward in life. And, you know I mean? To be able to tap into that and be able to share that so that that way maybe we can get some more uh, Candace uh, Curry's uh, popping up, uh, popping up about an Albany. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, uh, before I give you my first question for tonight, uh, I always like to ask everybody that I'm interviewing uh, because what is it now? S seven months into a pandemic. So, you know, how have, uh, how have you been? How has the pandemic affected you and your family? Uh, what kind of creative things have you guys been doing to get through the quarantine? Um, so um, we're happy and healthy. Um, I'll start with that. That's always a blessing. Um, you know, waking up not being sick because other people don't have that privilege. So I would say we're blessed um, to not have been affected by COVID like personally within my, you know, immediate family or, you know, even my close family, um, so to speak. But you know, there's always a risk. I work at the hospital, so, mm. you know, um, I'm just glad that, you know, none of us contracted COVID, mm. um, but working through it, it's been, you know, a little rough. Uh, I have a six-year-old son, mm. so, you know, it's a little rough not being able to see his friends, and, you know, mm -hmm. you just don't know uh, the level of exposure of other people and mm. things like that, so... Um, it's a, it was a little bit rough for a while, especially with the homeschooling when the pandemic Ooh. started. That was rough, I'm going to be honest. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I had talked to teachers. Uh, mm-hmm. They definitely need to be paid more. We, mm-hmm. we knew that. Right? We, we knew that, but we really, really realized it uh, during the pandemic. So um, it, they're really special people. And, you know, I praise them to the utmost for, you know, bringing up our future leaders. Yeah, I agree. I think if, if, if did nobody learn anything, you learn the importance of teachers and you learn the importance or, or how happy we are when we get a chance to send our kids either to daycare or to school. So it was just like, you know, actually, so now where you be like, okay, well, I'm typically, I'll go in there and I'll cuss the person out, I'll cuss everybody out in school and be like, you go in there, you better bring some edible arrangements, you better bring some cookies, you better bring some flowers. Uh, and I think it's really taught us uh, uh, how important teaching is and to give a lot more consideration than what we have been given. Because it's not just the teachers, it's the whole school administration. Imagine kids going in there being disrespectful to, uh, to the staff or to a janitor or, or, or to the cook, whoever it is. I'm just like, you know, like I said, we go back to elementary school, which is like, it wasn't no going there and disrespect the janitor. It wasn't no going there and disrespect the cook. It was just like every person of the school was an extension of the school. And it was just like, so now, right now, I think people definitely will realize that. And if they haven't, then they should. Because yeah. to see what they got to deal with going electronically on Zoom uh, uh, or, or, or yeah, a, a Zoom and stuff like that for class. Yeah. On the news, there's always parents going across the screen. And like, parents, make sure you put some clothes on and you don't be smoking and you don't be doing this. And so, <laughs> you need to see the real deal. The real deal. Yeah, <laughs> man. Well, uh, uh, well, I am glad that uh, uh, you and your family are happy, healthy, and whole. Uh, you guys have been safe during this pandemic. And like I said, as you continue to uh, provide services working at the hospital, uh, once again, thank you for your service uh, as an essential uh, employee as well. I think I'm next Monday will probably be my first day back in the office in, since March. And oh, wow. I, and I, yeah. So, uh, and I work for the federal government with social security. I've been there now for 14 years and I I'm actually debating whether or not if I, if I still want to do that. So I've got a little bit of time if I want to change it, I might change it because <laughs> you get to stay home and, and, and be safe and realize that you're not bringing in, um, uh, uh, you're limiting the amount of things that we bring because we definitely get out. So, but to limit it is important, especially with everything going back up right now. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, enough about COVID, enough about the quarantine. Tonight, I am uh, uh, here to find out more about you, what you're doing. That's going to lead me to question number one for tonight. You ready? Yes. All right. Question number one. Candice, what are you doing now? What kind of work do you do? What kind of passion uh, projects are you involved in? Here's your chance to tell the Albany community about you. Let us know about Candice. Yeah, so right now I'm currently um, in the Navy. I've been in the Navy for 18 years, um, but I'm currently a clinical nurse specialist. So a lot of people don't know what that is. So, you know, you say nurse practitioner off top, people know what that is, right? Mm-hmm. Or you say um, a midwife or you say a nurse anesthetist. Well, a clinical nurse specialist that is that fourth type of advanced practice nurse. So we get the same training, so to speak, as nurse practitioners but we work in three different spheres of influence. So basically I'm working for patients, I'm like the expert consultant to nurses, and then I'm working for the system as a whole. So the organization 
cost savings, reducing readmissions, and making sure that nursing is following best practices. So that involves like policies, procedures, and making sure that, you know, all the up-to-date research is what we're following at the hospital. Um, so that's what I do in my everyday job in the Navy. Okay. But in the Navy, I don't know if a lot of people know this, so you do your job, but then in the Navy, you have a whole bunch of other jobs. So, mm. you know, you, I'm a nurse, but nurses, in the eyes of the Navy, we fix everything. We're fixers. So um, we pretty much do a little bit of everything. <laughs> um, so that, um, as far as, um, like, outside of work activities, I've been doing this since I joined the Navy, but I go and I speak at schools and talk about careers, just encouraging you. Um, one of my passions was talking to Team Ron, because I wasn't mm. a Team Ron. Okay. Anybody who, you know, sees this interview will know, you know, that knows me will know that I was a teen mom. So just, you know, encouraging young women that you can, you know, your life is not over. You don't, you know, how people think of it, like, oh, you had a baby. That doesn't limit you. You know, it's important to have a strong support system um, and things like that so that, you know, you can make it through. But um, sometimes I look back, I'm like, I don't even know. I just... You know, I just did it. I just do. So um, just encouraging the young ladies. First of all, encouraging them not to jump in, you know, jump in. <laughs> not, don't do it. But um, also, you know, if it does happen, you know, still pursue your dreams um, because, you know, now you have a child or children to uh, focus on. Correct. So. Um, and shout, shout out to you because uh, uh, not to interrupt, but uh, you know uh, I know uh, is it your oldest daughter? That's is she still at FAMU? Um, no, she went back to California. Wow. Yeah, okay. she went okay. back. She's a Cali girl. Okay. Okay. Well, well, I only say that because I was about to, uh, uh, um, I was going to throw it in and say, well, you, you know, when I when I seen your daughter was going to FAMU. And I have a close friend of mine that is a diehard, what do you call it, rattler, uh, uh, the yes. rattlers, you know what I mean? So, and she was teaching there. So, you know, I said, well, listen, you know, uh, uh, a friend of mine's daughter is coming there. I need you to make sure that you make the connection with her. And uh, yes. Professor Butler is a good friend. She's doing amazing things. Yeah. She's so inspirational. So I love watching her, you know, hmm. everything that she does unfold on Facebook. It's amazing. Hmm. Yeah, my daughter did one year at FAMU and then went back to the valley. What? She couldn't get, get with the South? The South is the best. Hey. hey. Yeah. I, I, I get it, though. I spent a lot of time out there in, in, uh, in California. I almost moved out to San Diego at one point myself. So uh, if, if you grow up there, it's definitely, it's definitely a different vibe. And it's just like, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's a different vibe. But, the weather is uh, great. Um, and it's beautiful there, but it's not culture. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely an East Coast chick, and I'm happy to be back. Even though it's in Florida, <laughs> but it's still the East Coast. I'm happy to be back. Um, okay. It's different. Yeah, it's 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 different. It's different for real. Okay, okay. Well, let me see. Uh, uh, did I give you a chance to finish? I'm sorry, cause I, I interjected. I got so excited uh, uh, with uh, with you uh, mentioning your daughter. And that transition for you, I just wanted to say congratulations again because to have your daughter now, uh, whether uh, whether she's in Florida or back in Cali, I know she's in Cali now, but that's a, a huge accomplishment as a young mom to be able to say, you know, 
I made it through that, uh, uh, that time or transition and it made me better. And I also have three beautiful attributes to my life that continue on my legacy each day. Yeah, and they, you know, they inspire and motivate me. So, mm. you know, that's my kids are my drive. So, you know, I'm thankful to God for them. Um, I also do a lot of uh, mentoring. So in the Navy, I mentor, but a lot more so outside of the Navy. Um, I mentor a lot of females. Um, a lot of people, who re I mean, black and white, you know, it doesn't matter what race, but a lot of young black females, you know, see me on social media and they'll just send me a message. And I do a lot of mentoring to people everywhere. So, you know, mm -hmm. there's military people stationed overseas. Um, I do a lot of mentoring, like uh, getting their, you know, young women who want to be nurses or um, in the medical field, giving them advice and connecting them with, you know, people that I know in a specific specialty and things like that. So social media um, is great in that sense. Sometimes it can be, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean, but um, mm -hmm. it's great in that sense where you can, you know, kind of connect and um, touch people that, you know, you wouldn't normally be in contact with. So. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, my, my pastor just said it um, uh, uh, Sunday, and he was just like, you know, it, the internet or social media can be a perfect tool if used the right way. Most of us don't utilize it uh, the right way in the amount of time because it, it is an energy sucker, you know what I mean? Because sometimes you can go click on one thing and you, next thing you know, you're down the rabbit hole. So yeah. but, uh, if you use it correctly, it's a great way of staying in touch with people. It's a great way of uh, uh, getting access to information, but it can also be uh, the death of you. <laughs> so absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, let me see. Question number two for you. This is my favorite question out of all of the questions I ask uh, uh, every person that I interview. Uh, what is your favorite place to visit in Albany and why? My favorite place to visit in Albany? Mm -hmm. um, I would say my mom's house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that be where it all started? Um, I think, you know, I left Albany so young. So, you know, I didn't, I, you know, I had my old stomping grounds like Third Street, you know, little places like that. But like, I was so young when I left Albany. Um, moved to New York City and then joined the Navy. So I didn't have, you know, many spots that I, like, okay. hung out at, so to speak. Back in those days, there was no hanging out for me. Um, okay. My, uh, my parents, well, <laughs> one of my parents was very strict. Um, so, you know, I just had my little crew that I hung out with. So I would just, I would say my mom's house. Just okay. That's where okay. me and my brothers meet up, you know, like, connect and things like that. Okay. Okay, I think uh, uh, you're the second, uh, maybe that uh, uh, that used their parents' house. Uh, uh, JC might have, uh, Jason Coleman might have been the first. He said, "Well, you know, my, my favorite spot is my mom's house, of course, but outside of that, you know, what I mean, it's Green Street. I go down to Green Street Park. So, uh, 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 you know, for you, uh, if it's mom's house, that's uh, that's still good enough because uh, that's uh, it. Just shows the the complete." Uh, package the uh, the ambiance of Albany for you is still family. It's home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. Okay. Okay. All right. You ain't you you ain't get no spots. Just like you got out of that 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 soon before you had before you had your own spots. But that yeah, that makes no. sense. That 
That makes sense. I was in the Bronx for a while. Okay. Probably like four years and then, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I got a question for you and I think you might have uh, tapped into this a little bit um, early with one of the things that you revealed, but uh, thinking of your younger self, Candace, what is something that you wish someone had taught the younger Candace? Um... To follow your first instincts, um, you know, I think we, you know, we're, we're young, you know, you have, there's a lot of us that are smart, and, you know, if you know me, you're like, oh, you know, you're in honors class, this, that, and the other, but just trusting my first instincts about people, you know, like being around certain people um, and the influence, you know, influences, spirits, I believe in all of that, and, um, it's absolutely who you uh, hang out with and, you know, you vibe with and it absolutely affects you. So I think, you know, trusting my instincts, trusting what I knew, I would definitely, you know, have changed some things and changed, you know, certain people that I hung out with because my mindset is like, oh, you know, I know I'm smart, but, you know, I'm going to try to be cool too. Mm. And I think um, people can talk you out of certain things. You know, mm -hmm. um, so I was thinking. Okay, all right, and that and, and that'll be the worst. Imagine, imagine being talked out of who you are, uh, listening to somebody else who hasn't defined who they are yet. And as young adults, you know, what I mean, that's like the trap. You know, what I mean, uh, some people, some people don't give enough credence to peer pressure, though. But it's like that, the whole. Um, uh, identity we're wanting to fit in and it's just like but right. imagine listening to somebody else and trying things or going down this path because somebody else who we thought was cool at the time suggested it but now being a more mature adult realizing that you know they weren't fully developed themselves right. and here I go going down this yeah. and I think um too like you know this is something that came up recently but like you feel uncomfortable in those situations. So I always had this uneasy, uncomfortable feeling. I was uncomfortable because I knew there was more. Like I was meant for more. I know I'm not supposed to be doing this, but I'm still, you know, trying to be cool, trying to be down. And I just always felt uncomfortable and awkward, okay. you know, in situations, so. Okay, okay. Do you think education saved you or opened up doors for you? Why or why not? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I think it's easy to, you know, um, find a, you know, you can find a job. Anybody can find a job, mm -hmm. right? Or maybe not, maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's not that easy <laughs> right now. But um, education is paramount. That I mean, that I can't say it any better like the more you know um it, it just takes you places it, it takes you places it's you know you network you you you're able to have more opportunities education is very important i mean it absolutely has it changed my life it changed my life okay you meet people you go places um and you know you're able to do more because you know more and you know, I think education is important and it's important to pass on that knowledge. So you're not just getting education 
just to establish a career and then stop there. I think it's very important to share. Um, knowledge sharing is important. You know, you have so many people kind of like doing the same thing. And I think if we collaborated more and shared our knowledge, we could do so much. Um, and that's one of the big things I uh, think about when I think about Albany is like, uh, I see so many creatives. There's so many, you know, creative people and there might be people doing the same thing. And I think collaborating together, uh, we can do so much. There's room for everybody, you know? Uh, and I think getting to that point of realizing that, you know, it is space for other people other than you, but it takes, it, 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 it takes a level of maturity to, to get that because sometimes you think that, you know, if I don't take advantage of this right now, you know, uh, this is my opportunity now, you know, I got to stomp out this person in order for me to get it. And really it's not, it's enough, it's enough room, it's enough space uh, for you to to get exactly what it what is destined for you to get. I know you mentioned earlier, you know what I mean, your relationship uh, uh, with God and understanding uh, the spiritual act, uh, 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 attributes about ourselves. Everything that's for somebody else isn't necessarily for you or for me, you know what I mean? So it's just like- And you can go, you, you know, you can, you know, try to, uh, you know, snuff somebody out of a position and get there and you don't even like that position. Mm -hmm. It's because you, it wasn't for you, you know what I mean? And, you know, you could realize it later or not, or not, or stay in it because you care about what other people think, and that's not truly your passion. I've seen it uh, time and time again in the military. But I think the biggest thing is just like a paradigm shift. People need to shift the way that they change your thinking um, mm -hmm. and, you know, look at things from a different perspective. And, you know, we could grow so much, grow so much more. So I think that's something... Um, that Albany kind of, you know, needs to see, like, just um, mm -hmm. different. It, 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 it's different when you change your mindset. It's all about mindset. Mm -hmm. um, you can go so much further and we can, you know, build each other up because we can all win. Mm -hmm. And, and Albany so much more, so much more. There's so, like, I'm, a lot of people I don't, you know, I probably just lost touch with them, but there's so many creatives. There's so, you know, a collective of creative mm -hmm. um, individuals there that it should be so much greater. Mm -hmm. And it's small. So, I mean, uh, you can thrive in a smaller environment. Like me, I went to an HBCU in Charlotte, North Carolina. It was a smaller school, but listen, there's everything about my education and, and at Johnson C. Smith prepared me for the world. And it was just like, sometimes being in a smaller environment can help you too. So Albany is set up as a smaller environment is like, and it's not that many people, not, it's not as many people that are taking advantage of it for its full potential. Sometimes we get involved in the negative aspects of it and think that that's all that it has to offer, but it's not. So if you really were prepared and had the right tutelage and right mentors and the right support system, you could truly thrive in a place like Albany because it's smaller. Your competition base isn't as large as if you go to uh, uh, other uh, uh, metropolitan areas and stuff like that. Right. But, you know, it's also limiting, too, because it can be limiting because your access to people are going to be limited. So and it'll be limited to where you are. But that's the importance of getting out and traveling and realize that it's a lot bigger than than Albany. Right. And it's a world, it's worlds that exist outside of here. Right. And I think, you know, people traveling, 
and bringing, you know, those things back, those tools mm. back. So all of it is very important. Yeah. 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 Which is why I'm interviewing you guys. Listen, me, or oh, that's why I'm interviewing you guys. It's just like, it's just uh, each, each and every one of our path, either uh, for, for those who still live in Albany or for those of us who wiggled up out of there and, and planted roots, roots elsewhere. You know what I mean? We've all had different paths to get there. And it's just like uh, the uniqueness of that is that it doesn't have to be the same. Your route uh, out of Albany went to New York to uh, wherever, you know what I mean? Mine's went to North Carolina and wherever, you know, so, but it's, uh, you know, it's so many different paths. And the more we get to see people that look like us, uh, you know, there's a saying I always say, we learn from the successes. We learn from the successes and failures of people who look like us. So the more we see individuals who look like us, who are doing it, who have transitioned it or uh, transitioned or made uh, uh, the necessary uh, moves, it's like, well, you know what? I can do that too. You know what I mean? I, I don't got to sell myself out. I don't got to just fall victim to what everybody else expects me to be. I can be so much greater than that. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Yeah. Let me see. Uh, during uh, uh, your early education between uh, kindergarten and 12th grade, do you think that uh, racism played a role in the education that you received at all? Um, I wouldn't say that I recognized right, racism, okay. you know, so to speak at that time. Um, it may or may not have, but not that I, you know, personally recognized. Okay. Okay. Not that early on, but, okay. you know, Later on, absolutely. Okay. But K to twelve, I wouldn't say that I recognized it. Okay. Okay. Uh, I interviewed uh, a Lawan Cancer last week, and uh, he said the same thing pretty much. He was just like Ty. He said, you know, my experience with people, um, you know, luckily for him, you know, he had never experienced. It. And I said, that's a beautiful thing, though. It's a beautiful thing because. We have some dope people in the world of every uh, ethnic background, white, black, uh, yellow, Puerto Rican, whatever, whatever is the full gamut. And then we also have some bad people <laughs> in, in each one of these categories as well. But if you've had the opportunity to not be uh, negatively impacted in, in that capacity, I think it's a great thing because, uh, you know, it allows you to open up to, to other people. It allows you to, to, to find your commonalities a lot more as opposed to the things that keep us different, which is just, you know, our skin. Right. So, but yeah, um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's, uh, uh, you know, what's funny, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm sitting here, uh, I'm thinking of, because um, I don't think that I would say that it, racism played uh, a, a part in my education, but uh, I do think that I realized early how people would, uh, a, a judge me, uh, whether it was based upon who I hung with or whether it was based upon the clothes that I wore. And it's too funny. I'm sitting here just thinking of uh, a teacher that we had. I'm not sure if you had him in, um, in Hackett, but uh, um, he said something to me, and I definitely won't say his name, but he said something to me. And at the time, all I could do was, was, was fight back with arrogance uh, because what he said was that he told me, he said, you know, Tyrell, you know, I don't like you, right? Uh, and my immediate response was to fight back at him and say, well, I don't like you too, but really, 
you know I me mean? looking back at it i was really crushed that the teacher said that to me right. and it was just like as opposed to telling him that he crushed me by him saying that to me it was just like my immediate response was to say well i don't like you either and da 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 you know but it's just like you know so you you'll have like those type of uh, uh things that'll happen and uh, uh by the grace of god uh you know that didn't tarnish uh, well now that you mention it I did have a particular teacher who happened to be black and mm. she said something to me one day about my brother. Um, mm. And, you know, it's kind of like when you say racism, well, this is a black teacher, but, mm-hmm. you know, she kind of stereotyped me based on, you mm. know, how black people are and then, you know, like the history of your family, but she was just like, because I was really quiet in her class and she's just like I'm surprised that you're not acting like your brother you know I thought I knew he would end up doing you know Mm. something or going to jail um and that was really shocking yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm listen so it's like those things like but you know uh I've always tried to turn negatives into positives so regardless of uh, what experience I got myself in, because I'm not going to blame the world. Some of the stuff I put myself in, you mm-hmm. know, and then other times is other people's perception of us. So, but, uh, you know, you end up turning, you take lemons and make lemonade or you turn negatives and turn them into positives. And that's right. it. So, that, uh, you know, you, you, you become the oxymoron. Yeah, I may uh, I think you're going to be just like your brother, but it'd be like, well, now I'm going to show you through what I'm doing that, you know, I'm so much more than what you limited me to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, got an interesting question for you. And the Black Lives Matter movement isn't just about police brutality, but it's also about dismantling systematic racism. If you were in charge of a particular chapter of Black Lives Matter, what would be two or two or three two or three things that you would want the community to focus on? Um. Uh. Let's one another for one um and i think you know a lot of different chapters are focused on that but i mean that is key just you know reeling ourselves back in because there's so much self-hatred in the black community um so you know we really need to focus on uplifting one another um you know uh, so that would be one thing um another thing i would focus on is um, so, I mean, support. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, keeping the Black dollar, you know, alive, like, supporting Black businesses, that's extremely important. Um, you know, we don't have the support of the corporate world, so to speak. we got to kind of start from ground zero. We're not um, always, I'm not going to say we're not ever, but not always privileged enough to have you know, the backing that our counterparts get. So, you know, relying heavy on networking through our people and, and supporting um, okay. the Black power. So, okay, so. yeah. I think, I think support is huge. And, you know, you can do... Uh, uh, idea sharing. Again, sharing ideas. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with, you know, sharing your vision, vision to a certain extent. I understand it's like, oh, this is my thing and I don't want someone to copy what I'm doing. Mm. But again, there's room for everyone who collaborate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know who you can and can't trust to a certain extent. So, mm-hmm. 
Because I, I mean, they're your people for a reason, and you should want to see your people succeed just as much as you know yourself. So, but uh, part of that is identifying your people. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, imagine like some of us still as adults struggle with the idea of who's really in my corner and who's this there cheering me during good times. You know what I mean? So imagine that for, for young adults, you know what I mean? Having to still uh, 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 maneuver or figure out who's actually there for us. So sometimes communicating your ideas to everybody can be detrimental because uh, a person will go ahead and steal your idea, run with it, and take it and take it as theirs. Right, but I mean, but, at a certain level, you have to, you know, you have to have certain things in place. You're not just okay. sharing. Maybe it's the wrong terminology. <laughs> You're not sharing your idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? Establish your LLC. You know, do what you got to do, but then still, you know, see if there's a piece or a portion that you can, you know, share with your people, and um, it's important to learn, you know, early recognition of the people who are not down for you. Um, Correct. That's, I mean, that, that takes life experience, though, honestly, to be able to vet people in that manner. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, you remember Peyton? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, 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 so me and Peyton be talking uh, all the time now, right? So, uh, um, uh, he sent me a text and he goes, uh, uh, you know, long story short, but he was just saying how uh, I, I used to be extremely hard on him, especially when we were younger, right? And I was just telling him, was just like, you know, bro, I, I never knew where I was going to end up, but I also started to learn uh, through watching my older brother and his interactions and stuff like that, how far I wanted to go into the streets, you know what I mean? Uh, how far, you know, I wanted to go with education. And it was just like, you know, once you start being able to identify those things, you start staying away from the, the, the things that you don't want. It'd be like, you know, and it gives you room for other doors to open up. But he always used to be like, yo, yo, bro, you were real hard on me, but I needed that. You know what I mean? I needed that because it was like, yo, you know, you kept me focused. You kept me on track. So he's like, if I didn't count on anybody telling me the truth, I knew that rail was going to tell me the truth. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So you need those circles, you know what I mean? Uh, you need people that believe in you and you need people that's going to tell you the truth. Yeah. You know I mean? if, 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 if I'm out of control, tell me I'm, I'm out of control and I need to be able to trust you enough to, to believe that you see something that I don't see at the time. And you know what I mean? Yeah. But Yeah, that's absolutely essential. I say that all the time. A lot of people want a lot of yes men and yes women um, in their corner, but that's not what you need. Like, that is definitely not what you need. You need somebody, like you said, to get you together and, you know, let you know what what you need to be doing. Refocus you and make sure you're not, you know, going down that wrong path. Or, okay. All right. I got my next question for I you. Somebody to get me together back in the day. <laughs> but, you know. Hey, listen, I mean, but but that's something that you you now can pass on to your children. And it's yeah. like, like I said, so it goes back to that question. What is something that you wish someone would have told the younger Candace? And be like, yo, get you a good squad. You know what I mean? Keep you a good squad around you that that have some ideas, that has some principles. And, you know what I mean? Y'all going to be pushing each other to do X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? Because uh -huh. who you surround yourself is... Uh, 
is so important into who you end up becoming because it's just like what they say birds of a feather flock together so it's just like yo you really want to be careful who you surround yourself with <laughs> and you know and, and and it's only by the grace of god i'll say this you know mm -hmm. that you know uh i didn't survive a lot of <laughs> a lot of things but god had oh, a different calling yeah. you know what i mean me yeah. too so yeah, yeah that was something i preached heavily heavily yeah. to my daughters um you know being, being in good circles and, you know, how to recognize when people are not truly your friends. Um, and more so, I think, financial management um, okay. was one of the major things I talked to my kids about. Because I don't think that was a big thing back in the day um, for us that people talked about a lot. It was just kind of like, you know, maybe learn as you go. And, and there could have been families. Maybe I just don't know about it. But I don't think that was a huge thing that was talked about in my family. And I think I drilled my kids real hard about it. Mm. Nice, nice. And I, 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 I think that you're right. I don't, uh, it, it may have existed. And a lot of times we don't see, we don't see uh, what's going on in, 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 in communities or in families outside of us. We see what we readily see. And right. I know I didn't, uh, I didn't see that as a topic uh, of discussion. I didn't see that as a focus uh, within my household, and that, those were things that came later on. I mean, watching my mom put her credit uh, together uh, when I went away to school and, 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 and purchasing her, her first home and stuff like that, you know, all of that stuff came later on. And it was like, oh, you know, you know, so learning the importance of credit, learning the importance of being able to pay bills on time, those are things that I learned early. So it was just like, oh, before, you're like, oh, anybody worried about that stuff? And then you start to realize that this stuff matters. And you're like, oh, now you hold on to it for life. You're like, no, you know, never late paying the bill. You'd be like, never co-sign. Nah. Ooh, co-signing is a no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. You know what I mean? But yeah. All right, let me see. This one right here is going to uh, 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 touch my heart because, uh, one, I have so many friends who are still uh, uh, directly connected to, or uh, or uh, or uh, or has ties uh, to this. Um, so sadly, Albany has seen more and more violence, and our communities has experienced a lot of loss over the years. Uh, what would you like to see change in Albany? What is your hope for the city, Candace? Um, to recognize the value of life. Um, you know, like when you 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 really have to value life and all that it is for, you know, people to respect a life, you know what I mean? Like, and not go and try to take someone else's life. Um, I understand there's disagreements, um, you know, you may not like this person, they may have done you dirty, whatever they're involved in, but that's somebody's son, somebody's daughter, sister, brother, mother, you know, um, just to respect and value life. And set boundaries. I mean, you don't have to like this person. You don't have to deal with them in that way. You know, there's other ways to, there's multiple ways to skin a cat. I mean, so to speak. But taking a life that, that's never, I mean, it's never the answer. Um, I just wish people would value life more. And, and just know the effects, the long-term effects that it has on any and everybody involved. Put yourself in that, you know, predicament, you know. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's not the, the mindset when you want to seek revenge or, you know, deal with somebody. Um, 
because they seemingly hurt your feelings or they messed up your money, whatever the case may be. Um, I just wish people would value life more. <laughs> I'm, <coming. laughs> I'm in an interview. So you might as well say hi now. Hi. <laughs> Listen, uh, uh, I end up having my wife take mine all the way back to the other side of the house, uh, and and uh, uh, she plays she plays with them there because if not, they'll be down here in every interview. And my four year old, he waits up for me because we put him to bed at eight thirty. But he'll wait up for me and he'd be like, "Dad, you done with your interview?" <laughs> be like, "Boy, what you still doing up?" But yeah, no, nope. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know. Um, uh, so speaking on your hope for kids didn't grow up uh, in that, and, and, and my wife uh, 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 is not from there, so it's just like you know, you know, I'll go by myself, you know what I mean. But and then even even there when I go by myself, sometimes it's just a little worrisome thing too. Be like, you know, it's not necessary because you got you got stray bullets coming around, and it's just like right. Albany wasn't always like this. It was such a dope place to uh, 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 to for me, you know. I mean, Albany was a dope place. Like I couldn't wait to get older. I couldn't wait to be able to to hang out at certain spots in Albany. Um, and it was a greater sense of community when we came up in Albany. The houses looked totally different. And it's just like, and I mean, some people uh, uh, didn't didn't do a thing to those houses. And I, I go back to Albany now, you like tons of X's on all these houses. They are dilapidated, no, no, no one's done anything to them. And it'd be like, this isn't the same Albany. And I can't wait to, I can't wait for it to, get back to uh, a thriving state where, you know what I mean, people are taking care of the properties. It's going on right now. It's just going to be a slow okay. process because even in the process, you know, uh, sometimes you're just going to have to uh, uh, wait it out. But in the meantime, I, I hate seeing how it's affecting uh, uh, the, the city that I love so much, uh, the people that I love within the city. And I can't wait for us collectively uh, to want more, and uh, to do more. Okay. I agree 100%. Well, uh, question for you. How did growing up in Albany prepare you for adulthood, Miss Candace? Um, I mean, I, I feel like it taught me valuable lessons. It did give me a sense of community because Albany was, you know, so small. Mm. So, um, mm. you know, when I got to like bigger places, you know, I still had that sense of community and growing up, uh, around people being close and, you know, knowing uh, close friends and things like that. Um, but it prepared me to be ready, I mean, for anything. So, you know, I experienced, about, uh, at a young age, I feel like there was a lot of loss back then too. So I experienced mm -hmm. loss. Um, I experienced, you know, good times. It just really prepared me for the good and the bad, I would say. So, um, but I do miss the sense of community back in, you know, back in the day, uh, block parties, you know, just different, different things. I feel like uh, it made me a well-rounded person. Uh, I miss the safety too, though. You know, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, I said, if I remember right, like, what is that? Um, that's um, in between Ontario in South Island, I think that's the next one up. You know, mm -hmm. it was just like I think I, I think that's that might have been when you uh, where you were at. But that neighborhood was, if you look at it now, 
in comparison to what it looked like when 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 we were younger, it's totally different. It was just like, yo, there were nice houses there. People took care of the stuff, and it's just like, yeah. you know what I mean? So, uh, uh, me and uh, 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 Doctor L or, or uh, Lashona Liscom was talking the other day, and it's like, and she grew up in between North Lake and um, Quail. It was like, yo. No one touched that street. It was just always just like nice. And it's just like, but you know, so now it's just like, you know, the regard for our property, the regard for our community has changed so drastically. Yeah. And yeah. And I, I, I mean, back. changing as the world changes. Um, you know, I feel like just people are losing a sen sense of self uh, and mm. sense of community. So mm. that's, you know, that's what happened. Well, well, well. We need we need more positivity out here in the world. We need uh, we need more hope, and um, you know, what I mean, I just hope that uh, everyone can hold on uh, a little bit longer um, for it and realize that we got to be the change that we seek. You know, what I mean? absolutely. Uh, uh, we got to be the change that we seek. And one of the other big things in the Black community I want to talk about is mental health, um, especially in light of COVID, because, I mean, the suicide rate is off the charts, um, especially since COVID, the, in the COVID environment. Um, but outside of COVID, I just wish more Black people would seek help, you know, mm -hmm. seek, and, and I said that word first, just to say help in the sense that it's gonna build you up. Not mm -hmm. like, oh, there's something wrong with you. You have an issue, just like any other issue. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, diabetes, therapy is dope. Right, therapy is dope. It, it's, you know, it, it only serves to help us, mm -hmm. to make us grow, get better. So I wish people would look at therapy in a more positive light rather than, oh, there's something wrong with you, or I'm just sitting down talking, you know, like stop looking at the negative connotation of therapy and actually, you know, attend therapy because it can do major things for people, major things. I mean, therapists have therapists, okay, so. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But uh, mental health, and uh, mental health is is huge because uh, you can't talk about uh, peace in the community back together. You can't talk about all these other aspects until we have uh, a happy, healthy, and whole beings, period. Right. And your mental stability is a huge part of that. But we used to have this this big stigma around it. So I'm glad that, uh, 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 that you brought it up. I know when I had, uh, like I said, Dr. L., her and her, um, um, uh, 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 her, uh, it's two of them. Uh, they have the real therapist for the culture, right? And you know they talk about a lot of issues. Uh, and like uh, a major one is like just uh, your mental health. Tomorrow we're doing a seminar with my frat chapter here on the black uh, uh, black mental health. I mean, excuse me, <laughs> uh, uh, mental health for black men, <laughs> uh, but. It's just important to, to get past the stigma. And I think, you know, Jay-Z did it a little bit with that 444 album. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, I remember uh, we had, we always have like gatherings here at, uh, uh, at our house. 
And but we ended up having a four 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 meets uh, meets uh, lemonade. So it was a bunch of people here, and we had it. Uh, uh, we ended up doing breakout sessions. Had the ladies upstairs watching the Beyonce uh, uh, videos from from Lemonade, and the guys were downstairs doing um, uh, the little um, the footnotes, as Jay Z called them, from the four 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 album, mm -hmm. and just you know talking about a lot of the things that plague us as uh, black uh, people, as black men, as black women, and not having uh, an outlet to express those things. Right. And we definitely need to express them. We need to, you know, release them, express them, and learn how to move forward, um, mm. you know, with those things. So I think it's very important. People, you know, just because, you know, you're educated, you know, some people, you know, it's fitness for them. Um, they got their financials together, but the mental health component that brings everything all in together, um, a holistic approach is what we need to take because we're raising you know, kids and things like yeah. that. And I mean, you know, you can be financially stable and have everything else together, but some of the way that we deal with and, and talk to um, our children, it, that just kind of keeps, you know, things going. And we don't realize it, but we could be damaging our children in the way that we are um, archaic um, mindset. Well, it worked for me or I was good, you know, that it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. We know that this generation is very different. Definitely. Very, very different. Definitely. I'm not saying I understand it completely, <laughs> but they're they're very different, and it sucks sometimes. You're like, I mean, I don't get it. They should just be more resilient, but um, we have to sometimes be more sensitive. Um, to that and you know call them the experts mm. and, and and therapy is something that can start you know as a small child if needed you know what I mean mm -hmm. yeah listen, so, listen, I, I'm a huge advocate for it uh, and like you said you know what I mean at the I, I think I think the more the, the stigma is removed from it the more we'll, we'll, we'll realize the the residuals or the benefits that we can get from it and right. imagine being able to have like you know i'm 30, 37 now and it's like you know, I, I, some of the things i learned now be like you know i wish i had known then or i had a better understanding of myself it's like oh when i used to do that this is why i was doing it and, you know i never exactly. understood why i was doing it you know what i mean so you know what i mean if you if we we're able to give those tools uh, by having a healthier version of ourselves to our kids, that's a win. If we're able to give those tools to ourselves, you know what I mean? Uh, you can also give that to other individuals and, and take the stigma away. Now, you know, when I talk about uh, things with well, with my guy friends, we'll, uh, we'll talk about we'll talk about that. Or if it's marital issues, we'll talk about that. Or if it's whatever it is. I got a young man right now who just lost his dad. And then losing his dad is just like, yo, you know, uh, uh, I think this is what you need, you know what I mean? Because sometimes we go through so many traumatic experiences and we're just forced to move forward and right. it's not normal, you know what I mean? The amount of death that we see on a regular basis or on TV and social media is not normal. It's so. not, yeah. And that's why you mentioned that I had a conversation about that. Um, some of us are just like, you know, from school to the hard knocks, we just keep mm -hmm. moving forward. 
you keep moving forward, moving forward until you just crash. Um, so, and that's never, you know, that that's never a good thing. So yeah. Nope. Get some fine tools. I mean, get some uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, some fine tuning along the way before you hit that crash. Exactly. Learn some good tools. And I think, yeah, I mean, there's something that should be talked about more, um, I think, maybe in the schools, just, you know, getting kids used to it because, you know, I think you learn from the world, it's just like, oh, they go to therapy, they crazy. You know what I mean? No one ever wants to be called crazy, um, but that's just how it is. Mm -hmm. yeah. And like I said, I don't think I don't think that we'll ever go back to a time period where it where it was um, where the stigma was as heavy as it was, because uh, now uh, we just live in an age where it's more of us taking advantage of these tools than than it's not. So, right. you know, what I mean, and then you'll see the harm of people who choose not to. And be like, you really need to talk to somebody. <laughs> but like, you know, he's like, nah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm gonna do it my way. You know, you're like, you really need to talk to somebody. Nah, you really need yeah. it, bro. <laughs> yeah. Let me see. Uh, I got a next question for you. Success is measured in many ways. Uh, how do you measure success and how do you stay motivated uh, when you face obstacles? Um, measures of success for me. Um, so success for me is defined as, you know, of course, personal growth and development, but how I develop other people. Um, uh, that's, that's, that's how I measure success for me. Who did I, um, who was I able to train and pass on valuable tools um, to? So, you know, it, it's outside of me, so to speak. Okay. I don't. Um, measure success by you know, a degree or you know a wicked a check in the box that I need. Who was I able to affect, and you know what impact did I make on you know a person, the community, uh, the enterprise? Um, when you you know speak of my uh, my particular job or specialty. Mm. And the second question was, uh, how do you stay motivated when you're faced with obstacles? Um, I think I just know that obstacles are going to be, I mean, there's always going to be obstacles, um, but I just, I look at them as a challenge for me to overcome, you know, um, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm like, I'm competitive, I am competitive in a certain <laughs> <laughs> not like as far as like against other people, but with myself, it's like, okay, I'm this, this is just, you know, this is a step above. Like, can you do this? You know, just setting higher um, standards for myself. So that's what keeps me motivated. Like, I can do anything. I really, you know, I, I believe that anybody can do anything. So that's what keeps me motivated. It's like, I gotta do this. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, sometimes you have to have those little talks with yourself like, okay, you know, uh, fail, failure is not an option. Yes, you know, there's certain things that you like, okay, I failed this time, or, you know, I didn't meet the exact standard that I wanted to meet. Um, so I'll try again, but like, absolutely not getting it done is not an option for me. If I set, you know, 
my mind is set on something. What about your life's path are you the most proud of? My kids, I mean, raising, I mean, you know, still, and I'm still raising them, even though they're 20 and 18, those girls ain't grown, they think they are. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but my kids, <laughs> um, being able to, you know, being a, a young mom, a single mom, um, I'm proud of what my daughters are becoming, um, that I was able to, you know, take care of my kids pretty much by myself because I joined the military young and, you know, I was away. I didn't have family that could just come and readily be available for me. So I had to, you know, figure it all out um, myself, but, you know, just making it and having respectable kids that, you know, I'm not saying they're perfect because no kids are perfect, but uh, respectable oh, woman. Kids, yeah. <laughs> um, but respectable kids that you know um, love me and love other people, value other people, and you know have good morals. I think that's what I'm most proud of my children. One of has, calling me right now. <laughs> that's right. Listen, listen, listen. The perfect timing. Perfect timing. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I just got done talking about you. Mm -hmm. uh, let me see. Uh, how has traveling, uh, excuse me, how has traveling and or relocation impacted or shifted your worldview? Um, it's opened my eyes to just like so many different things that, that you know, just showing me that there's so much more and there's so many, um, different ways to do things. Um, I wouldn't have had it any other way because, you know, I just got to see so many different things. Um, I love it. And for me, um, I would say it, like thinking about it, I'm like, oh man, it kind of sucks. My kids never really was in one place. So they didn't get to grow up like I grew up and have these forever friends or grow up with cousins. And I, for a little bit, initially I looked at it negatively, but then the positive is they get to see so many different things, so many different ways um, to do things and so many different opportunities in different places um, that I think is a positive. Um, just being in different places shows you, uh, it just it opens your eyes to the world. It just lets you know that there's so many bigger things. your way that you thought things should run and should go, um, now it's much different. You know, it changes your mindset. Like, okay. Like, you know, just stuff like, dang, they ain't got no corner stores here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, corner store. And it's like, yeah, nah, they ain't got no corner stores, but it's real, you know, beautiful. And they keep everything real clean here. So just, you know, stuff as small as that. 
okay. down to the way that people, you know, function and, and, and get things done. Um, I think living in different places is good. It'll do that to you, man. I said getting out of Albany was one of the best things that ever happened to me. Uh, going to Charlotte, uh, going abroad to live in Morocco. You know what I mean? It was just like you get a chance to experience life in a different way. And it's just like uh, your appreciation for people changes. You know what I mean? The more you get a chance to embrace other cultures, other beliefs, um, and realize that it's not just your limited way of thinking. Because I had right. such a limited worldview. <laughs> Albany was the world. And then you right. step outside of Albany and realize that, you know, it's other people that do things other other places. I, I thought that the only supermarket everywhere in the world was Price Chopper, right? Man, and, for a minute, I did. <laughs> and then you start looking at like, oh, the you know hours. Like being from New York, you know, a lot of things would be open late, and then you go mm -hmm. other places, they're shut down, and it's mm -hmm. like, what's going on here? Um, so yeah, I mean, it gives you a better uh, view and and so many people survive with so much less just like you know traveling the world you know you can see that on tv but just like actually experiencing it in the flesh and, and, and seeing how they make do with so much less than we do it's just like what are we doing what are we doing go to paris priorities you go to paris you ain't getting no refills on soda <laughs> what is that <laughs> but we overdo it you know it, it shows you that Americans we really do we consume a lot and you know kind of overdo things to an extent to a, to a, to a major extent a major extent uh, yeah to a major extent it's not until you uh, uh, realize the, that you don't have to that you begin to change you know what I mean whether right. that is how much, how much we spend monetarily, uh, how much we eat, you know what I mean? How much we do everything. Everything has to be done in moderation, you know what I mean? Right. So, but it's just like, you know, you know I, I look at the, the younger Tyrell, you know what I mean? The 20-something-year-old 20 Tyrell, I had about three cars for no reason. You know what I mean? Be like, you know, what I would do to give back with some of the money or the things that I did as a young person, now I'd be like, never again or you know i mean now i'd be like you don't even need that you know so right. now you can uh, you can stack a whole nother way you know what i mean don't put your money on on these particular things put your money on something that's going to build you know what i mean build uh look at assets and stuff like that but sometimes you got to go through the experience sometimes you got to learn the hard way to get it but, all right but i think we need to definitely you know be putting it out there for their youth to you know learn from our mistakes and uh definitely sharing that information so they don't have to experience it um you know one of the major things you know i again i taught my kids about is you know and now whether they you know continue to do it or not but like uh the importance of credit and the financials mm -hmm. but like you know a lot of us uh let me not say a lot of us, I'll just talk about, you know, maybe my experience with like, you know, bills being put in their name as youth and having to mm -hmm. rebuild their credit, um, just doing the opposite. Like, I feel like I did the complete opposite and made sure that 
yeah, I put my kids on my credit cards, but those were always paid. And, you know, mm -hmm. I was really meticulous. I was always like a one credit card person and I immediately transfer the money over and always, you know, kept the great credit score. So then, boom, when my kids are 18, mm -hmm. they got the same credit score that I have, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And, you know, investing money and things like that. So they're not starting from square one, um, with credit, you know, and going and getting a credit card and misusing it. Uh, mm -hmm. We uh, set up to a point where they don't really need it. And, you know, in my my eyes, I'm like, you know, if, if you ain't got the money for it, you don't need it. You don't need it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we don't use credit uh, anymore. Uh, we did uh, Dave Ramsey's uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, I put financial them through piece. that, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I bought the same thing that uh, that my wife and I took, and I bought it for all my siblings too. And it's because it's, it's I always say it's so hard, it's so hard to think long term when you're still caught up in the the regular day to days because it's an overwhelming feeling that you have on you. It's like I I don't even have the opportunity to think there yet. But really, it's a mindset you mentioned earlier. It was just like. So you don't need this big, large sum of money in order to get right. Sometimes you got to change your mindset, change your habits, change the different things that you're doing to build it. And, you know, what I mean, if you're patient enough, you know, what I mean, you'll see it happen. Mm -hmm. so, but no, those are those are great things to be passing off to your children. And, and they'll have uh, a different experience. You know, I, I had mm -hmm. the same thing. It was like I ain't had. I, before I got a chance to have credit, I didn't have no credit because I had bills in my name already. I was like, I ain't do that. <laughs> so. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, investments, the importance of investments, yep. you know. Um, I get it. We all want to rock jays. We want to be fly. And that's okay. You know, when you get to a point that you can do that, that's fine. You know, be fashionable. That's great. But make sure you invest. And I think one of the biggest things I taught my daughters, um, one of them's really great at it. The other one, yeah, but <laughs> paying yourself first, like you get mm -hmm. paid, you off top, you know, you're mm -hmm. saving a large portion of that. And then, you know, you pay your bills, which didn't have any yet, but you know, when you have bills, you got bills, but <laughs> saving and, you know, investing in something that's going to grow your money. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not just, you know, not just throwing it in a little savings that is not really, you know, grow, you know, growing your money, something that you could just touch and, and, oh, something came up. I just want to, you know, empty out my savings, putting it in something long-term that's going to grow. Listen, 529 plans are dope, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. You know, and that's one of the things we're working on uh, uh, for Albany right now. If everything goes through, uh, we have a major donor who wants to give uh, with my fraternity there. I've, I, I'm, I'm still involved in that chapter there and my local chapter here. But, um, you know, and one of them is going to be teaching financial literacy because it's just, it's just huge. And imagine what we can do if we understood stocks early. You know right. I mean, imagine what we can do if we understood the importance of continuing to invest small amounts or whatever and, and realizing how uh, that continues to just grow. You know what I mean? So, but yeah. But, you know, I won't hold you up too much longer, man. I got two more questions for you. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely won't hold you up too much longer. Let me see. Uh, second to last question. Thinking about your strengths, Candace, what skills or knowledge 
uh, is the most, what skills or knowledge that you have about yourself is the most transferable? Uh, what would, if you were to take a skill or a, a knowledge set that you have and you were able to transfer that to the Albany community, what would it be? Um, I would say being humble. Um, yeah, being humble. Like, you know, you can achieve whatever, but I mean, just, you know, being able to, you know, stay down, I think um, that's really, really important. And, you know, it, it changes how you deal with people and changes how you deal with situations. Um, so I would say that's, you know, a big strength that I have just, you know, getting out there, not, you know, making it and feeling like you're on some, you know, other level where, and not saying you get out of touch with people, but just serve. I, if I could change what I said, I would say servant leadership. Okay. Servant leadership um, is really where I'm going with that. Being able to serve and, and, you know, being there for the people, looking out for other people's wants and needs, and in turn, is a greater investment because people will do leaps and bounds mm -hmm. uh, more than you expected by being a servant, a humble servant leader, um, investing in your people, and the return on investment is greater. Okay. Okay. And... Uh... I remember being on an airplane one day and uh, uh, I won't tell the whole backstory of it, but uh, uh, the gentleman that we were sitting next to, uh, he told us his daughter's name and his daughter's name was Joy, right? And it was Jesus, others, and then yourself. So when you talk about being a servant, uh, uh, I think the word used was a servant leader. Did I say that yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so, but it's just like, uh, you know, the importance of being able to put other people first or being able to see the importance of how these things affect other people. So, you know, I mean, you know, uh, yourself, others, I mean, uh, 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 Jesus, others, and then yourself, you know, so. Yeah. Okay. And let me see. Uh, here's my second to last question for you. Uh, are there any type of resources like apps, podcasts, uh, social medias that you follow uh, that you believe you get a good message from that you would like to share with the Albany community? Uh, motivational speakers that you follow on books that you're reading. Let us know uh, uh, what's going on in, in the world of Miss Candace Curry. <laughs> well, I follow really heavy. Um, he's a Navy guy, but he also, um, you know, he, he just speaks freely out you know, everywhere. So um, he doesn't really even do much in uniform, but um, it's a guy named Anthony Waite. Mm. And it's called Leaders of the Future. I can post it in or send it to you. Um, but he talks everything. I mean, life, uh, real life stuff, a uh, young guy who, you know, went through some tra traumatic times, but um, he's a Navy nurse, but also has, you know, degrees in business. Um, so, you know, he goes all around the country and talks to financial specialists. He talks, you know, to kids. I mean, he hits all the wickets from children to adults. Um, 
talking, you know, about tools that we absolutely need. Uh, it's really good. Really okay. good. Though. Anthony Wake. I'm yeah. on it. Anthony Wake. Okay. Yeah. I'll send you okay. his. He did, he's been on TED Talks. I mean, he's done it all. It's pretty amazing. We worked together in San Diego and just, you know, seeing him take off is amazing. Nice. Nice. Okay. All right. And my last question, my last official question for the, uh, for the evening, I ask every uh, interviewee the same question. Um, if you were to recommend someone uh, for me to interview next for a back interview, uh, who would you recommend me to interview? From Albany? Yep. Hmm. I would recommend Soraya Byram. You okay. know Soraya? Yeah, I know Soraya. I know Soraya. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, duly noted. Duly noted. Um, uh, I think so Soraya's I, dope. I might be a little okay. biased. That's my god sister. But no. Okay. Um, I think Soraya is, you know, a really good... Um, a positive influence in the community. Okay. So, okay, all right, I'm I'm on it. I'm on it. Yeah, I don't think I, I spoke to Soraya maybe since high school. It feels like at least, but yeah, nope, I know her very well. And uh, I always like to ask the people that I'm interviewing uh, who they would recommend because we all have people who influence us in different ways uh, that you know I'm not going to be directly uh, connected to, and through your um, recommendation, you know, I can bring those individuals in as well to get them involved as well. So, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, sharing your time with us uh, tonight. Well, thank you I, for the opportunity. Um, I appreciate it. I'm so very proud of you and I'm thankful that you're doing this. I think this is amazing. So, it was a no brainer when you asked me. Um, yeah, life is busy, but you make time, you know, for things that are important. So, you know, it was just like, this is what I got to do because this is important, uh, you know, to me. I don't get to Albany as much as, okay. you know, and I'm, you know, that's neither here nor there, but Albany is still home. And, you know, I want nothing more than for people to, you know, grow and uh, thrive, especially in my hometown. So. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've talked about some ventures. They haven't come to fruition yet, but, you know, coming back home to do some talks and, you know, do some things, you know, futuristically. Um, okay. And I'm very uh, methodical and, you know, calculated. So it will happen, you know, if I tell myself it, it may not be. Oh, uh, you already told us that earlier. Whatever you set your <laughs> mind to, you're going to go ahead and do because you are competitive with yourself. So I know that, that that will come to uh, fruition. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you again for sharing your time with us, Albany community. Uh, uh, thank you for staying with us as well. And I look forward to getting your message out to the people. I continue to wish success for you and your family, health for you and your family, and uh, stay safe during these times, Ms. Candace. Thank you. And same to you and your family. Be safe and God bless you. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks. I'll talk to you later. All right. Peace. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>